Welcome to Step Zero, where we learn about the people behind amazing work that we see. How do they push through Step Zero and launch their passion projects? Priya is a serial entrepreneur with many passions. Not only has she founded Mom's Pump here, Boo Box Media, and Edge Charitable Foundation, she's also a radio show host and a future astronaut. Let's hear her journey into entrepreneurship. Thank you, Priya, for joining me, and I'm really thankful that I got to meet you uh, through your show, actually, Follow Me Fridays with Joan and Priya. Um, but what I realize is you're actually a serial entrepreneur, and you started multiple companies, and um, you're really you're really launching your passion projects, which is what I would really love to delve into. So maybe you could start off by talking about your passion projects. Wow. So thank you so much for having me. So I have several businesses. My, my first business that I ever started is Blue Box Media. It's a video production company that I co-own with my husband, and I started in 2003. And um, my other business is Mom's Pump Here, and I started that in actually... Yeah, well, I have a charity too. But <laughs> I have um, Moms Pump Here started in 2012, and it's a health and wellness company for nursing moms and an app for moms to find, rate, and share places to breastfeed and breast pump all around the world. And I also have a charity that I started in 2007 um, with three other women called the Edge Charitable Foundation. The Edge is an acronym for the Early Development of Global Education, and it's based in Miami, Florida. And we are a humanitarian org that works with children who are human trafficked, um, victims of domestic violence, low income, all sorts of bad stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we've helped thousands and thousands of children all around the world over the years. Um, and I also have uh, my show that I co-host with my fabulous co-host, Joan Pelzer, and it's called Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya, as you said. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's every Friday on talk, uh, every Friday on talkradio.nyc at 12 p.m. Eastern. Um, so I have a lot of stuff going on (laughs) and I kind of feel like I'm forgetting something, but yeah, that's the gist of it, right? Plus I'm a mom and I have three kids and I'm married. And my husband happens to be my partner for both Blue Box and for Mom's Pump here. So it's great to have that support um, 24-7. It's also sort of a headache because if you're married and you're working together, you have to learn when to mm-hmm. take like breaks. <laughs> when to only talk about personal things and when to talk about yeah. the company. Yeah, because sometimes it could turn into like, oh, we've talked about business all day. Mm-hmm. You know, when do we get to be pre and his name's Wade. So when we when do we get to be pre and Wade, you know, married couple, you know, uh, which is tough sometimes, but... Yeah. That's the way it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously now it's like you started so many projects, but Mm -hmm. I'm wondering how did, I guess, where did you find the drive to start all these companies and when was the actual start of you just embracing this entrepreneurship side of you? So uh, it's really my husband, you know, he's always been um, in that mindset. He had, I think, like two two little businesses in college um, and outside of college when he first graduated that didn't work out. Um, and of course we got married and we got together and stuff. And then he wanted to start a new business, Blue Box Media. And, um, he just said, Hey, you want to be my partner? I was like, okay. (laughs) I didn't know what owning a business was all about. I didn't know, um, uh, about entrepreneurship, quote unquote entrepreneurship. Um, it's really been a work in progress over the years. So a, a little bit of a background. My father actually owns his own business. Um, it's an extern- well, my, he did. He passed away several years ago. But it's an exterminating business that he started years and years ago that was highly successful. 
Um, so he, I guess he's always been my um, sort of like example, but I've never thought of myself as an entrepreneur or owning my own business in the future until I met Wade. Um, so he's really the person that uh, sort of was like the catalyst for everything. Um, and while I was uh, doing these businesses, I also worked nine to fives, you know, and, you know, there might be days when, you know, cash flow is low in the businesses and it's just part of being an entrepreneur. Sometimes you have good cash flow, sometimes <laughs> bad cash flow, and you just have to get a nine to five just to fill the gap, especially with us because we have kids and we have to make sure, make sure things are stable for them. Yeah, but he's pretty much the reason mm-hmm, why, mm-hmm. why I started. So what did he exactly say or what was the support he was giving you in order to help you feel comfortable in becoming an entrepreneur? There's been so much. <laughs> so it's um, so I've had to really grow into the mindset. Starting off as a nine to fiver, you know, you're sort of like, okay, I have to make my boss happy. I have to work quick and fast. Everything has to be on deadline. Um, thinking about your every two weeks, you get your paycheck. You're, you're just being in that mindset constantly. It's hard to break out of. So getting to getting into the whole workflow where you're coming home from work when you're first starting your business, and then you have to work on your own stuff. That was the biggest, biggest hump in the beginning. And with him, it was really just lead by example. So if he, we came home from work, we started working on stuff together. Um, it was just more about doing than it was about, okay, now you have to think like this, you know? Um, and over the years, just, you know, even staying motivated as an entrepreneur, um, him saying things like, get over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Or we just got to get it done. Um, his his biggest thing is you eat, I eat. You know, a lot of partners, they get caught up in you're doing more than me or is this person competing with me? But with me and him, I think it, the fact that we're married, the fact that we're p- partners um, in business, you eat, I eat means if I'm succeeding, he's succeeding. If he's succeeding, I'm succeeding. If we're both succeeding, our kids are succeeding and our businesses are succeeding. So it all like trickles down. And I've sort of like, told my co-host Jonah a couple times. And I like to operate on that method because really, again, it's all about the whole thing succeeding, you know, um, the people that we impact, people that we work with, our relationship, you know, as partners succeeding. Um, so yeah, thinking about it, you eat, I eat kind of has been like the wheel turner, you know, mm-hmm. when things get bad, you just have to remind yourself that, you know, there's a purpose why we're doing this. You eat, I eat. We have missions for all our businesses, but um, it's really about supporting each other and and being proactive and mm-hmm. staying in that mindset. And what is it about starting like Blue Box Media that makes it worth going through all that struggle of, you know, you, you guys coming home from a nine to five mm-hmm. and like spending time doing this and trying to crank this out to you? What makes it worth all that? Knowing. OK, so with Blue Box Media, Blue Box Media is a creative company. So creating uh, products, projects for clients and just seeing, you know, their reaction to it, that they're happy with the work, because a lot goes into video production, just seeing their, their reaction to all the hours that you've spent cranking away that they'll never know about is <laughs> <laughs> very rewarding, you know, and knowing that we're part of their plan to succeed, we're part of their goal to, you know, make something out of their new business or older business if they have one or of themselves. They're just trying to promote themselves. That that's really satisfying. And at what point do you say I can actually just fully spend my time doing entrepreneurial stuff mm-hmm. 
instead of still cutting your time doing the nine to five. So my, I think my situation is unique. It wasn't like we didn't plan properly for any, <laughs> any of these situations. So for Blue Box Media, I became full time for Blue Box Media and for the Edge Charitable Foundation. It was it was at the same time when we moved to Miami. And that's where I started the Edge Foundation. And I was working for a university and I was also pregnant with my third child. So um, it was a combination of, uh, you know, me being off for a certain amount of time for my third kid and enjoying my time working my business. And the fact that I switched to a new boss, they had switched my supervisor at the university that I didn't like. (laughs) (laughs) And she wasn't very receptive to me um, having a family. Uh, which is unfortunate because she was a woman. Um, the boss I had previously, he was fantastic. He was very flexible. He allowed me for work to work from home. I had my own office where I could pump or whatever for, or breastfeed. And I was sort of like forced. Well, I wasn't forced. I could have stayed and I could have, you know, went out for the duration for the university. But I think because I didn't want to deal with it and I was enjoying what I was doing with Edge and with Blue Box, I was just like, screw it. <laughs> so I quit. And at the time, my husband was working for a college, and he was doing nine to five and working in the business. And um, I was like, "Hey, you know, what do you think about me doing this?" And he's like, "Okay, fine. You're not happy. Go ahead. We'll make it. We'll make it work." And ironically, two months after that, he got fired because they 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 had to make cutbacks. A lot of employees got laid off. So here we were in a situation where we didn't plan. <laughs> <laughs> having our own business and then not having that backup, that plan B. Um, So we really, really had to work super hard to make sure we sustained our income and just everything else we were doing for our kids. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of forced Mm -hmm. (laughs) in a way to make it work. Instead of just going to find another nine to five job, you actually stuck with, let's just really get this company off the ground. Mm -hmm. You just shifting into becoming like a full-time entrepreneur. What was that like? It was, it felt great. It, what's the word for it? It felt really invigorating being able to do that full time, waking up, taking my kids to school. I guess the the biggest part of it too was, you know, spending more time with my kids. So I took them to school. I picked up, picked them up from school. I got to be involved in their school activities. I was home with my new baby. So that also added to it. But um, just knowing that I had my own flexibility, I can do whatever I want. It felt really, really good. So as you're like raising your kids, is that what motivated you to start Mom's Pump here? Yes. So um, yes and yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes and so, yes. No, I have to think about that. So um, for Mom's Pump here, I had uh, one of my friends from college. She had contacted me. So she knew I was a serial entrepreneur. One, I had another side project that I didn't mention before, but it was um, that I forgot. Um, yeah, yeah, I had a website called entrepreneurrookie.com, and it eventually got hacked and it shut down, but it was really, really good for a long time. And I would post blogs, uh, Wade and I would post blogs about, you know, owning your own business, different topics, all that great stuff. And she used to follow along her along the blogs, and she actually started her business because of some advice we had given her, given on the blog. And she reached out to me and she said, hey, you know, I have this idea because I experienced something bad. She went to a public place and she had to pump because there was no place to pump, you know, breast milk. And it was a dirty bathroom at the Javits Center here in New York. Mm. And she's like, what do you think about this idea about creating something for moms? And I was like, yes, because I've had this problem, you know, being on the go as a working mom and not having a place to pump or breastfeed. It's uncomfortable. And really, breast milk is a food. You should not be doing it in the bath. If you're not going to eat in the bathroom, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, why should a nursing mom do that? You know, 
So luckily, my husband knows how to build websites, and he's the one who created the website. We got an intern to help curate some of the locations in the beginning. And before you know it, that's how it started. It was partially because I was a mom, but I think it was more on the part that I was an entrepreneur. And I saw that there was a possibility for us to make money, to make a big impact with this project, you know, and eventually we built the app and now we have thousands of locations all around the world and lots of moms use our tool, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's just really interesting to me because it seems like at every stage of your life, you have a certain interest and Mm -hmm. you really go for it. And now it's just turned into all these multiple projects. Mm -hmm. Um, What's the one thing that you think really drives you in all these experiences? I know in the past you wanted to be an astronaut. I still do. (laughs) Yeah, I still do. I I do remember that. Um, Yeah, so it's funny because, you know, we talked before we went on air for this podcast, we talked a little bit about doubt. And without doubt, there isn't faith. And without faith, there isn't doubt. You need both. You need the yin and the yang, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's human to have doubt and it's human to have faith in what you're doing. Whether or not it's equal balance is a different story, right? So over the years, you know, I've had my amount of doubt. Like, this is, I want to change the world. That's always been my thing. I, wanted, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I want to change the world. And ever so often, all these projects fall in my laps. I can help entrepreneurs. I can help children around the world who are suffering. I can help the environment. I can help mom, nursing moms, you know. But really, my whole goal all this time has been trying to figure out what am I going to do to really change the world. So the astronaut thing has been since I was little. And I doubted myself, you know, I was going to become an astronomer and then I didn't feel I had the math skills. And so I didn't do that um, until, you know, I was running the edge and running Blue Box and we were full-time entrepreneurs. I was like, let me apply for the NASA astronaut program Mm -hmm. (laughs) because at the time the edge was also teaching environmental science as part of our programming. So I I applied underneath the aspects of being, um, the aspect of being a teacher, but, uh, I didn't get into the program because I needed a science degree. So I made it through references and stuff. But now, um, because one of my co-hosts, Katie, she suggested on the air, why don't you try again? Like, what's the problem? You know, and I, was looked at, I looked at her like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> what is the problem? <laughs> and then ever since then, all these little hints have like been popping up. So I, I finally made the decision. I went to City College here in New York to find out about a couple of their science programs. Um, and just this past weekend, I decided on a specific program. I'm going to try climate science to get my science degree so I can apply again. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so I don't know if all these things add up to me changing the world or being an astronaut adds up to me to changing the world or me just having three kids that will change the world. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to do it. But it's just this drive in me knowing that I'm going to make an impact some way, somehow. And that's why I'm crazy enough to try all these things. Mm -hmm. How do you even like come about a life purpose like that? I think a lot of people, we always want a sense of purpose. Mm -hmm. But uh, you really found yours, really identified with it and took so much action. I think that's a very spiritual question because um, I'm not religious. I used to be very religious, and then I was just like, what's up with all this nonsense? I'm just going <laughs> to all, all paths lead to the same thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm more of a spiritual person than I consider myself to be religious. But in that aspect, I knew when I was just a kid, like four or five years old, I knew way back then I'm going to change 
I'm going to change the world. I'm going to impact the world. I'm going to create a better future for, for people living in this world, for this planet. I knew when I was a baby. And I don't know if it's an innate thing with my soul, if you believe in that, and having lived X amount of lives that I'm just like done. I know what I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just that it's, it's always been in me that I need to work. I'm in this life. I have a job to do. I don't know what the heck that job is, <laughs> but all these things keep coming up along the way that hopefully be part of that job or just preparing me for that one big job. But that's just been how, I, how, how I've been since I was little, you know, just I know I'm going to do something or I am doing and mm-hmm. I'm just not aware mm-hmm. yet. And that's, that's where your true passion really comes out, right? It doesn't yeah. really matter what industry, what role you're in. Yeah. As long as every day you feel like you are changing the world with your skills and with what you can do. Yeah, or even, I'm not even thinking, like, I don't think about it like that about my skills. I I think it's more of like, um, again, it goes back to that spiritual power and just recognizing that power within me, not me being able to use a Microsoft program or, you know, be a good speaker or whatever. I think it comes back to me recognizing that power within myself to know that I have that power to really do this. That it's in the cards. And I haven't seen yet that it's not in the cards. I know it's in the cards. Um, I just don't know how it's going to unfold yet. Where do you get all that strength to be so faithful in your purpose and to have the sense of confidence that you have? Um, That strength comes from doubt. Mm. So um, like I said before, it's yin and yang. I go through, I don't know if it's my hormones, (laughs) (laughs) but I go through a lot of self-doubt. And that's a part of being human. And that's a part of Wade just telling me to suck it up. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? Because I always tell him, I'm like, I'm not like you. You know, I can't be like Wade. I can't be that mechanical about stuff. But I have a lot of doubt. I doubt myself. You know, even this weekend, I was just like, you know, what the hell am I doing? What am I doing? Can I just have it already? Like, can I just have it? <laughs> I am tired. <laughs> I've been working all this time. I am just tired. Just give it to me already, universe. Um, so it's really all that doubt and those low moments that really, it's really what I use to convert into those high moments to keep me going. What do you tell yourself when that happens? Like, you've, you've told yourself, like, suck it up, but... What well, that's way telling do? me to suck it up. Um, it's, it's not really what I tell myself because I'll go through my head like, you know, hell? you know, like <laughs> what's going on? But it's really about action. Just getting up the next day and just knowing that I have, you know, an XYZ list of things to do. Um, people that I have to meet with. It's really just staying physically busy and taking action, which really that's part of owning your business. You know, you, when you're an entrepreneur, you taking action is the key to your success. You can't just write something down. You have a plan. You can't just write down the pl- plan down. You have to take action and do those steps. Like you wrote your plan. <laughs> you write my plan yeah, for so the podcast. Yeah, so before the podcast, I was like, okay, why are we launching this? When are we doing this? And I wrote out a whole plan for Vicky. Vicky. Write down everything. Make your timeline. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. that. I will take action. I'll do it. <laughs> That's the only way you're going to succeed by taking action. You can't just – a dream is great. It's great to have dreams, but those dreams don't become reality until you start – making moves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So after launching so many businesses, what do you think has changed? Or is there anything you learned about yourself? Or is there anything you learned about just entrepreneurship or how to become a better entrepreneur? Uh, learned about myself. I've, mm, I don't, I've learned that I'm human. Because, mm. you know, talking about that spiritual power again, uh, even though I want to be this superwoman, I know I'm human. I know I'm going to make mistakes. 
And then I just have to pick myself back up again. I know that I don't know everything and there's still a lot of learning to do. Uh, I also realize that I'm addicted to risk also. So there's this <laughs> thing, <laughs> there's a risk gene that people, some people have, and I think it was dormant or maybe it was, I was using it in other ways before I became an entrepreneur, but I love taking a risk in the sense of exploring something new, challenging myself. And it's not like I need more work or need something extra to do. It's just, I can't help it. You know what I mean? Just it's, and it's part of being an entrepreneur. So one thing I do want to add is that I always believe that there's a difference between being a business owner and being an entrepreneur. Not every business owner is an entrepreneur because entrepreneurship is a mindset. You can be a business owner, own a shop on the, a little bodega on the corner Mm -hmm. and just do your thing every day, make money for your family. But being an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur is a special beast because they take the risks, they challenge themselves, they have to go through those ups and downs and put themselves out there. Yeah, just that risk factor is what sets a bodega a business owner, I was about to say bodega owner, <laughs> a business owner and an entrepreneur apart. You know, you can't just, entrepreneurs can own a business, but you don't have to necessarily own a business to be an entrepreneur. You can still have an entrepreneurial mindset in your life and be able to take risks and explore new ideas, explore your passions, going back to what you said in the beginning, explore your ideas. Um, But there's definitely a huge difference between the two. Mm -hmm. And taking those risks, would you say you're better at at identifying how you approach risk and how to really use that to your advantage now that you've watched yeah. so many Yeah, companies? so <laughs> I've, I've definitely learned you have to have more of a plan B now. <laughs> um, be prepared for the worst, um, the hope for the best. I definitely feel that over time, like, you know, you just grow wiser as you get older, just being a little bit more prepared for anything. But if, when the bad things happen, you know, know that there's a light of it in a tunnel. It's not the end of everything. And God forbid your business fails. There are other opportunities. There is more time to do more stuff. So, yeah. (laughs) Is there any advice you would like to give to anyone who wants to have this entrepreneurial mindset or Mm -hmm. to launch their passion projects? Um, You have one life. You know, hopefully some of us will have 100 years, <laughs> maybe more with technology. Some will have a lot shorter, maybe 50 years. I don't know. Uh, you have one life to do it. Whether or not you believe in God, the afterlife, multiple lives, whatever you believe in, right now is the present. You have one life to accomplish what you want to accomplish. The more time you spend thinking about what can happen if you start something and all the bad things that might come up and how people want think about you. Um, what people might think about you is less time you have to do what you really are passionate about and to make, take action, again, action on your project. Um, so again, you have one life. Just take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> That's my advice. <laughs> take a risk. Take a risk. <laughs> you never know. I mean, someone's going to become an astronaut here. So. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm going to see you at NASA and be like, I know. Well, it doesn't have to be NASA. It It can be SpaceX. That's true. It can be uh, Virgin Galactic. It could be any of those. (laughs) I think Jeff, whatever his name is, from Amazon. Jeff Bezos? Yeah, he has something coming up. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody hire me. (laughs) That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Priya. Well, thank you so much for having me, Vicky. Of course. 
Thanks for listening and be sure to check out her show on Facebook at Follow Me Fridays with Joan and Priya.